It's time to make a decision. Should we go to the gym or should we go to the bar? Or possibly, can we get somebody to install a bar in a gym? Because then we can condense those two things. I know it sounds counterproductive, but I think it's all about streamlining your life. You'll know that in much of the province, stage three has arrived. Woo! Stage three. And with it, a variety of new businesses allowed to reopen, including bars and gyms. I don't know which one I'm more excited about. I don't. I tell you what, I need to get to the gym. I need to get to the gym and away from the bar. Because this pandemic is weighing heavily on me. And as I think about how excited I am for the prospect of Stage 3 of coming to Toronto and other parts of the GTA and Niagara and Windsor-Essex, those are the areas that are not in Stage 3, I think to myself, no, I'm good. I'm, I am totally 100% on board with the gym coming back. I can't wait. Oh, I just can't work out at home. I can't do it. I just cannot bring myself to do it. But I am less enthused about bars reopening. And there is evidence, as you might know, in other parts of the country and around the world that when the bars reopen, COVID cases spike back up. In our next segment, we are going to take calls from you at 416-870-6400 on whether or not you think bars should reopen. You think we're going the wrong way, the right way? Should we be allowed to go to the gym and try and work off all the cheesecake that we have eaten for the last, I don't know how many months? Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me. When I'm stressed out, I got this low-level COVID anxiety. I think a cheesecake would probably help. So should we be allowed to go back to gyms and bars, or should we pick one of them? I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm conflicted because I want to go back to the gym. I, I need to go back to the gym. I, um, this is no word of a lie. My belt I actually still have a belt here at the television studio. I anchor the news here on Global News weeknights. Uh, and uh, my belt broke. I don't know why. It was a cheap belt. I'm a cheap guy. And I have not replaced it. You know why? I don't need to. And that's a problem. And that's only when I'm wearing suits. Got to put the suit on to go on TV. The rest of the time, I have completely abandoned all sense of style and responsibility. I only wear elastic waistband pants now. That's it. So I need the gym to get back. Let's get you to Peterborough, where there was a big lineup this morning for a good life fitness. Here are the rules, just in case you're thinking about getting back to the gym. One hour to work out. You got to get in, get out. You got only in an hour. You got to book in advance. After people leave, then there's a deep clean inside. Fifty people max in the gym. Here is Tracy Matthews of good life. As you'll notice, there's floor, dis- floor decals on the floor telling people which way they can go when they come into the club. As we walk through the club, you can see that some um, equipment is shrink-wrapped to show that the distance between people when they're working out, um, what machines you can use and what machines you can't. And then you'll notice the floor is really clean. So um, we did a deep clean before we opened, and then we're going to be doing a reset every um, half hour after every workout hour. 
That is Tracy Matthews of Good Life, who, uh, which, by the way, has opened in a number of locations. Good Life gyms have reopened, including in Peterborough, where she was this morning speaking to our Camille Caramali. So there you go. Gyms reopen. All right, until gyms actually reopen here in Toronto, and we're looking like maybe end of the month for that, maybe two weeks might happen. Until that happens, let's just sit back down on the couch, shall we, and grab some popcorn and watch the Trudeau government self-destruct. Why don't we do that? That seems like grab yourself some cheesecake and sit down. I do it from scratch. Make it from scratch. Thank you. I blame Doug Ford for my cheesecake obsession, my pandemic cheesecake obsession. Let's get into the We Scandal and what we found out yesterday in Ottawa. Two big revelations coming from the Finance Committee yesterday. And I want to take you through them because it's important. And it also shows where this scandal may go. So the two big revelations yesterday on the We Scandal was, first, that the charity could have received up to $43.5 million to administer that student volunteer program. Of course, you know the whole thing is scrapped now. It's gone up in a flaming mess, and now the government's trying to put out the fire. But it turns out that we could have got 43.5. Guess what the federal government had said publicly when they announced the thing? That we would receive $19.5 million. And it said that's the final amount. And it would be based on the number of participating students. Now, the government yesterday said, oh, well, we had these other initiatives in there. You know, if you get more people and you get the, the all of a sudden now, it doesn't, it's not 20 million, it's 44. I'm rounding up because I think the government does that all the time with our cash. We'll just round that up. So there was more money on the table to go to the Kielberger brothers and their organization. Let's see. What else did we find out? Okay. We also found out, according to the Senior Civil Service, that there was no interference by the Prime Minister's office directly to them. There was no, there was no, listen, could you just give we a contract? That did not happen. That's according to the Civil Service. But check out this timeline because, wow, does this ever raise a lot of red flags. Let me take you through this here. So the announcement that the government is going to have this volunteer program, it happens on April 22nd. The prime minister makes that public announcement on April 22nd. Now, previous to that, there was a proposal that the We Charity had given to cabinet members for what they say was a different thing altogether, although there are a lot of similarities. So there was out there, there was a We uh, proposal out there. And then the Prime Minister makes this announcement on April 22nd. Then within hours, within hours, an email proposal from Mr. Kielberger, who of course is part of the head of We Charity. This email comes in with a modified version of We's earlier proposal to adapt to the new requirements from the government. And the bureaucratic entity charged with deciding whether or not this thing goes ahead, or and really this is the bureaucratic entity right now that is giving cover to the government, that say, no, no, the, the Prime Minister didn't call us. No, no, this just came from we. Now here is an exchange, the Finance Committee, between Pierre Polyev of the Conservative Party, and Rachel Wernick, 
who is the Senior Assistant Deputy Minister at the Department of Employment or Social Development Canada, otherwise known as ESDC. Here's Ms. Warnick. There was a proposal from WE. Who first gave you that proposal? The proposal, I received a proposal. Mr. Chair, I received a proposal from Craig Kielberger on April 22nd. On April 22nd. And when did he just call you? I received it by email, Mr. Chair. Did he mention if he had spoken to other members of the government about it? I have no recollection of that. That is an exchange yesterday from uh, in between Pierre Polyev, who is a member of the Conservative Party, and Rachel Warnick, Senior Assistant Deputy Minister at ESDC, talking about the fact that this email proposal by Mr. Kielberger came to her shortly after the announcement by the Prime Minister. And what this does is it raises all kinds of questions about inside track. Was it possible that the we people just were watching TV and like, oh, oh, well, isn't that funny? The prime minister has made a, an announcement about a thing, and let's just, well, let's just tweak this thing, and bang, boom, there we are. Sole source contract, away we go. Now we have the ability to make up to $43.5 million for the charity. Does anybody believe that? There wasn't some kind of backdoor communication going on here because that certainly, certainly looks like what happened. Man, all of this is going to just tick, tick, tick along. And even though, you know, the basic cover is here. Remember, the you know, the basic cover from the government, which is truly sorry, by the way. The government is truly sorry about it. Sorry, sorry, but think about the kids. But sorry. The government is sorry about it, but it says this was brought to us by the civil service. There was no political interference. We didn't, it wasn't a political thing to award this contract to the WE charity. It was just it was just bad that we didn't recuse ourselves. And of course, we have the prime minister and the finance minister being investigated by the ethics uh, commissioner now over that. It, that that is the mea culpa. The mea culpa. Is sorry, should have should have recused myself. What we are yet to discover, possibly, is that there was something here behind the scenes where there was some kind of, perhaps, communication. And we don't know this for you. We don't have this. We don't have this. But I'm just telling you, this is where the scandal is going. Was there some kind of communication, either from the prime minister's office or the government somehow, to, you know, to call up to Kielberger and company and saying, hey, um, we're going to announce this thing. You, you might want to get on this.